let's look ahead to Thursday. An annoying two-game slate in the NBA, but we can stream so many different options. Well, there's some we can stream anyway. Let's look ahead to injuries, streams of the day, all that stuff, as well as the one and only Mike Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'll say sorry, but I'm not taking off my glasses. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet, win or lose. Go to fanjuel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Jump from the audio to the video, from the video to the audio. Hit the bell, subscribe, thumbs up, leave your comments. Wait till I say something controversial in this show. Jump over and you have to express your opinion. It's the rules of the internet. You got to push back on it. That's how the rules work. We're here to talk about uh, Thursday in the NBA, two games on. Really annoyed that we get a 12-game Wednesday, two-game Thursday, 14-game Friday. It's like the NBA doesn't want us to watch their product. Oh, but then there's two games to watch on the uh, on, on Thursday and everyone tunes in. Yeah, to watch the Spurs get killed by 70. And whatever that is, the Warriors are running out there. I just, I don't know. The 14-game days are ridiculous. They're stupid. And they should always just die in a very, very white-hot fire. Let's talk about what we do need to talk about. Stay tuned in. We love the show. This Maybe maybe we'll drop some funny lines. Who knows? You never know how things are going to come out in a show like this. Let's talk about what we need to talk about. And there's only one page of injuries because there's just not that many games on. We know at this point that Jay Crowder is going to be out unless something miraculous happens. Draymond Green is going to be out. We also heard that Gary Payton is going to be out multiple weeks. Again, not a surprise at all. We talked about this yesterday. Old guy, soft tissue injury history. Pinged a hammy during the game. It's two weeks minimum, probably three. The report came out today that's a multi-week injury. It's three weeks. It might be more. It's very obvious. Have your rule of thumb always ready. And why, when we look at what Kevin Durant is happening, I don't know how long Durant's going to be, but it's always, when you hear strain, you're always going to be a little bit cautious. We'll see where it goes with that. I don't know when Durant's going to be back. I've no idea. Maybe, maybe Friday. It would seem too early. Um, so we know Crowder, Green, and Peyton are out. Chris Middleton may or may not play. The reason I don't know whether he's going to play is I don't know if he's going to play on Wednesday. If he plays on Wednesday, he is definitely out on Thursday. If he doesn't play Wednesday, then he will be okay for Thursday is my guess. Paddy Connaughton is ill. He is questionable for Wednesday. So there could be some real opportunities opening up for spuds like Andre Jackson or Marjan Beauchamp if those players are both out on the same day. And then Malachi Branham left the last game with an ankle problem for the Spurs. It seemed like it wasn't actually an injury at all. Or, sorry, that's not true. It seemed like it wasn't anything serious, and the Spurs, at any sign of any injury, are just going to pull guys off and giggity leave them on the bench. And I think you'll be okay for this one, but he'll probably come back with like a four-minute minute limit or something like that. Something ridiculous as this team continues to do stupid shit continually. But that's where we're at with injuries. If Branham is out, Champagne, Jones, um, Wesley all get bumps. And on a stay where there's two games on, if you got 22 minutes out of Blake Wesley, 
it actually might it might be important, although he's also one of the worst um, finishers and worst efficiency players in the entirety of the NBA. There are two teams that play the back-to-back Thursday to Friday. It probably doesn't matter because there are 14 teams or 14 games on Thursday, 28 teams playing. But it's more important for the Warriors. If, for some reason, Trace Jackson Davis is available, you would definitely use him on Thursday. And I would venture a guess that even on Friday, you would start him. If Brandon Pajemski is available, you would definitely use him on Thursday and you'd consider him on Friday. If the bucket, John Kaminga, was available, you'd definitely use him on Thursday. And in a points league especially, you might actually use him on Friday as well. For the Nuggets, not really, but if someone had dropped an Aaron Gordon, you consider that. And then you go to deeper leagues like Reggie Jackson and Peyton Watson, those sort of a player. But we've only got the two teams playing the Thursday, Friday back-to-back. There's one team on the Wednesday, Thursday leading into this day of games, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks, as I already detailed. With the uh, wait-and-see situation we're dealing with, with one James Christian Middleton. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 is here, and the thing that we often do or hear about is New Year's resolutions. What are you going to do different in 2024? I'm going to make this big change to my life. And sometimes those big changes can be detrimental. We often don't need that. What we can do is focus on the positives, the things that we're good at. What have we made in terms of changes during the year that's been good for us? Therapy can help you realize what your strengths are. You can ditch those extreme resolutions and help build upon the little things that you've done better and just keep improving yourself. Rather than big wholesale changes, you look at small moves and you add on to it. BetterHelp can help you with that. They can help you find that therapist that you need and it's really easy to do. It's so simple. It's all online. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. To start off, all you got to do is fill out a quick questionnaire and that helps to match you with a therapist who fits exactly what you need. Because if you don't have a therapist who you vibe with, well, therapy is not going to be good for you. It's not going to work. I'm telling you now, it's one of the biggest things. My partner is a therapist, right? And that is one of the big things she says. Like, if you don't get on with your therapist, they don't take it personally. They just know that it's not going to work. So you can just change free of charge here on BetterHelp. So celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com. Slash locked on NBA. Let's get back into what we need to look at here in terms of the streams of the day for Thursday. Again, it's a really rough situation with only two games on, but the number one guy that we are streaming is the big fella, Dale Davis's son, T- TJD. Trace Jackson Davis is the 10 team streamer. I'd imagine there's a minimum of 22 minutes in a start here for him, and that's great. Pajemski obviously still would be a 10-team streamer if he's available as well. He's like 42% available at the moment. For your 12-teamer, it is Trey Jones. He started the second half last game with Branham out. I don't know whether Branham plays or not. At least I've got a 20-minute floor for Jones, and it might push up higher. For 14-teamers, it's probably Peyton Watson. I'd consider Branham in that spot as well if he was able to play, but I don't know that at this point. And some opportunities could open up if Connaughton and Middleton are out. Maybe we look at um, Cameron Payne in that spot. Maybe we look at um, uh, Beauchamp in in that spot as well. For 16-teamers, it is Dombalo who I'm looking at. Now, last game, Mamu really didn't really play. He had garbage time. But the game before, Mamu played like 18 minutes. So in terms of trying to predict whether it's Barlo or Mamu Kilishvili, I don't know. I do like Barlow better as a player. But I don't know what Popovich is going to think on a day-by-day basis. So I've got Dombalo there as a 16-team streamer. He might play four minutes. But I could have Mamakulishvili there, and he could play four minutes as well. 
It's one of those two guys who I do like as that deeper league stream as Weminyama's backup, or they might both play 10 minutes, which puts them both actually into 16-team league discussions. For your points leagues, for Yahoo and ESPN, I think it's relatively clear that we're going Jackson Davis again. And he is just the stream of the day right across the board and just should be rostered wherever you've got the opportunity to do so. And at the moment, there are still a lot of opportunities to do so. So let's look at the games on Thursday. The first one is Milwaukee and San Antonio. This is a back-to-back for Milwaukee. We'll get more idea of what's happening with them on Wednesday and the status of Middleton and all that sort of stuff. But what are we watching on the Spurs? I want to see what's going on with Bubbles. Julian Champagne is starting. And he started out as a starter and put out some good numbers. And then the minutes went from like 24, 22, 18, 14, 14, 14. Oh, Jesus Christ, what's the point of this? And then the last two, he's gone back to 18 and 23. And we're like, ah, we're popping the cork again. That's interesting. Where does Champagne fit? I really like Champagne. And one of my controversial calls in the preseason was, I think he's actually a better long-term prospect than Calden Johnson. Now, there's abs- I don't know that I'm correct on that. I might not be, but he is starting over Calden Johnson at the moment. He's obviously not playing more minutes than him. But I think there's something there with Champagne. I don't think it's going to be a huge influence in many leagues or even in the NBA. But for now, I just want to see how they deploy him. Are we back to 25? Can they just let him roll at 27? Or is he going to play 15 minutes equal to Chetty Osman and Dougie McDirt? I, I don't know, but I want to watch it because in 25 minutes, he's a 14-team league guy without any question. But if Bubbles plays 14 minutes, then he's like an 18-team league guy only. In terms of streams, there are a couple of really good ones here. Leahy Beasley is really strong. He is that perfect points and three sort of stream guy. Happy for points leagues, happy for category leagues. They've got a really strong schedule as well. Over the next few days, one of the best in the NBA. In fact, the best in the NBA coming up. We'll do that when we talk chunks later on. Beasley's good there. Trey Jones has got a solid enough floor as a streamer on the Spurs side of things. He's got upside if Branham is out. He could also shoot 10% and have two points, but you feel good about getting a steal or five or six assists out of him. I, I do think that this complete, whatever is going on with the Spurs situation, will lead to a stretch of games some point in January where Trey Jones start starts or... I'm just completely wrong. I know that they view him as a backup. They should view him as a long-term backup. I get that. But I think he will get an opportunity to start in the coming weeks. Based off gut only. No inside information, nothing. Take that for everything that it's worth, or more importantly, take it for everything that it's not worth. But it's a good spot to at least grab him here. And they've got a good schedule as well to try and run where what, what we can see come out of this with um, old mate Trey Jones. The second game is a better game. It is the Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. I want to watch the headmaster Jamal Murray on the Denver side of things because Murray had that hamstring injury and ankle injury earlier in the season, but it has been a little bit underrated, I think, what Jamal Murray has been able to do this season. Like, we know how good he's been in the playoffs. That's really straightforward. But I was doing some um, work on Jamal Murray yesterday and some projection editing, all that sort of stuff, and I was looking at some of his rates. And he's doing stuff that we really haven't seen from him in the past before. His block rate, he he was at 0.2 blocks last season. He's at 0.8. That's 4x on his block rate. 4x. He's averaging over the last seven games, 7.1 assists. He averaged 6.2 last season. It's a big jump. His rebound rate is up from four to five over the last two weeks. His three-point shooting, he's at um, 45% from three for the season. It is going to come down, but it's been getting better and better. It's 47% over the last month of his last 13 games. He's nailing everything. 
He's not even doing it in big minutes or with big usage, although his usage is up two percentage points on last season as well. Are we going to get block regression? Is the shooting going to fall away? Because I don't think I've heard one single person talk the fact that Jamal Murray is rolling at 47% from three over the last month. I'm doing it now, but like I, I looked at it and went, what? He's actually rolling at this level? It's amazing. And I think the general narrative about Murray has been, man, he just couldn't stay healthy. He's killing me. But these numbers are crazy. On the Warriors, it's Pajemski that I want to watch. We know Gary Payton is out, so that helps Pajemski's floor. They're keeping Pajemski in a bench roll while Chris Paul starts. If Brandon gets 29 a night, he remains a 12-team league guy. It does cap his upside, which is unfortunate. But if they play him 22 minutes a night, eh, then we're not doing it. The big question is always going to be what the hell happens when Draymond Green returns. And honestly, we don't know, nor do we know when Draymond is returning. So at this point, I'm just working under the assumption that Draymond's not back at any point in the next week or two. And we just roll with what we got, and then we make those decisions later on. In terms of streams, it's either Reggie Jackson or Peyton Watson on the Denver side. Both guys are reserves. Watson's got the one steal, one block upside. Jackson can pop off for 16 and four in 19 minutes. He can also have eight points. Um, Jackson's minutes have been dropping lately, which is something to monitor. But he's got that upside. And of course, the Warriors one is Trace Jackson Davis. He saw his bloody head on the thumbnail for about the fourth time in the last three weeks because he is just available everywhere. Well, not everywhere, in a lot of spots. And he probably shouldn't be. And it is a great opportunity to get some TJD into your lineups, um, at least for Thursday, if you don't want to do any more than that. But it's a, it's a pretty good spot to be getting Trace Jackson Davis in. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. That is it. It's guaranteed. All you do is place a $5 bet. doesn't have to be money line. You don't have to win doesn't have to be a parlay, although they love parlays. $5 bet, win or lose, you get 115 bonus bets. That is as simple as it gets. The site and the app are so easy to use. The displays are great. The options are endless. And they've got something new. It's called a parlay hub. And despite what you might think, the name actually does imply what it is. It allows you to place parlays. You can search for popular parlays. They've got live same game parlays as well. You can go and make your parlays in the parlay hub. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab, but that's not as good as a Parlay Hub. So get across to fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel is an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. So let's look at what we need to look at here. I've already talked about the two teams, Nuggets and Warriors, with a Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, back-to-back. You're probably not going to be able to stream on Friday, but your Jackson Davises, Jackson Davises and Pajemskis, even though there's only one of them each, are guys that we grab. But what we want to do is we want to get chunky here. That's, you know, that's what I've been doing, you know, eating my ass off over the last two years, getting fat. But we want to get chunky here for fantasy. Thursday through Monday, we're looking at that five-game stretch. And in that five-game stretch, there is only one high-volume day. That's the 14-game Friday. So we can stream Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. How many teams play three games, three quality games over that time? Well, it's the Bucks. So Leaky Beasley with a Thursday, Saturday, Monday trio. This is where you attack and get value. You get games, bonuses for limited waiver ads. I don't think Leaky's a must-roster player. But three quality games in the next five days is really bloody good. The other guys you might consider is Pat Connaughton, but he might not even play. But Leakey's got some good numbers there. And then we get to a bunch of guys with the two games, and it's important when they play. 
Jackson Davis, the Thursday-Sunday, good combo. Aaron Neesmith, doesn't play until Saturday, but got the Saturday-Monday. Probably should be on a roster anyway, but he's available everywhere still. Well, not everywhere, 60-plus percent. Trey Jones, Thursday-Sunday. Kali Olenek, Saturday-Monday. Jonathan Kaminga, Thursday-Sunday. Some real value with a lot of different guys here across this chunks. We're obviously looking at Bucks, Warriors, Pacers, Spurs, Jazz, with some pretty interesting schedules and some guys that you can add that help you. Week 11, moving into week 12, just getting the quality game bonus boost that can be really be helpful. If we want to look just at Thursday, this list is going to get rough by the end, I'm telling you now. The 10-team category streams, we're going to start, of course, with Trace Jackson-Davis. We're going to go to Pajemski after that. Trey Jones, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is still available for 10s, rightfully so, but this is the day where you stream him in. Um, Jeremy Sohan and Leaky Beasley. Now, if you're prioritizing someone like, you know, deciding between Jones, Sohan, Beasley, KCP, you take Beasley because you get the three quality games in the next five days as a general rule. Compared him to Jackson Davis and Pajemski, well, I'd rather those two guys because I feel like they've got more long-term value. And deciding that sort of differentiator can be tough at times. And there's no real set rule to do it. You sort of sometimes just know. Or maybe I, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. In terms of 12-team streams, you look at all those first bunch still. The next one is John Kaminga, who I think is a, a really solid ad at the moment. And then we get into the backups. Reggie Jackson, Peyton Watson, Dario Saric, and Kevon Looney. That's rough because we don't know how the minutes go. They might be 14 apiece. But with so little action on, they're probably going to play. I've got Don Barlow on there, although it could end up being Sandro Mamakelishvili, as I said already. And then for deep leagues, anyone who's probably going to get minutes. Cameron Payne, Christian Brown, Julian Champagny, Julian Strauver, Marjon Beauchamp. That could really jump up for Beauchamp. We could also jump up for Champagne if we do hear absences to Malachi Branham. I'd also have Branham in this list as well if we knew that he was playing. And then at the bottom, we do have Sandro Mambakilashvili. Again, he could be way higher than this if he gets the minutes over Barlow. There's just literally no way of us knowing that at this point. In terms of points league streamers, these guys are all 55% available or more. Jackson Davis, Sohan, the bucket John Kaminga, Trey Jones, Leaky Beasley, and Peyton Watson. And that, you legends, is a very, very quick look-ahead to Thursday's games, only two of them in the NBA. If you are, I didn't say anything controversial. Let's say it now. Um, Nikola Jokic is overrated, and he's not even in the best 50 players all time. Yeah. Fat guy, all he does is pass, can't shoot, doesn't defend at all, useless, just being gifted um, MVPs because of the media narrative and forced wokeness from the NBA. Hit subscribe, hit thumbs up, Leave your comments down below on the YouTube. Go join the audio side as well. Be a double banger. You know you want to do it. We all love a double bang. So go and do that, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.